There was a lot of things that went wrong for Oklahoma State in Orlando, Florida. But one of the things we also did see, we didn't see Bedlam Bowman. We saw possibly, this is why he may have been a backup Bowman. You are locked on Oklahoma State, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, y'all, and hello, all. Welcome back to Locked On Oklahoma State, your daily stop for all things cowboy and cowgirl related. My name is Cody Stovall. I want to thank you kindly for stopping by to make this your first listen. Here on Locked On Oklahoma State, you know you can find us on every podcasting platform, visually as well on YouTube. Find me personally on Twitter at All Day O State. Today, we're partially brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app today, create an account, and use the code Locked On College. For $20 off your first purchase. We got to experience riding the highs that college football provides people at times. But we also got to experience the downside that college football clearly offers at times as well. And that's the, the other side of the coin. Getting beat is one thing. Getting absolutely destroyed, a.k.a. drug through the mud. That one's that one's difficult to digest. I don't want to sit here and say that we just made you know them look much better as a team, but to some degree, I think that that is somewhat applicable. But statistically, right? Statistically, we knew we knew they were a pretty good squad, right? We were pretty pretty aware. Did we know John Rice Plumley was going to come around and sling it for 15.7 yards uh, per throw and three touchdowns to go along with almost 300 yards? No, we didn't. Did we uh, think R.J. Harvey was going to rush for 206 yards on us at 8.6 yards a clip? No, people hadn't been able to run on us all that effectively for an entire game. At least for sure. And then John Rice Plumley chipped in another 74, 75 yards rushing himself. Just is one of those days that nothing went right. And although we, we did, in fact, win Bedlam, you know, I think most of us wouldn't trade the Bedlam experience, you know, for, for this W. Uh, it's maybe not the best thing in the world to think about and or say, but if you're going to erase it all and you got to redo everything, would we still take a Bedlam W in that situation if it meant losing to UCF? I would say yes. So, yeah, it happens, right? The, the hangover game can happen. We just unfortunately physically watched it. And there was a big difference between this Alan Bowman and the one in Bedlam. But then again, although statistically Bowman had a very good game in Bedlam, the misses are still what they are, which is pretty significant, right? He doesn't just miss a few times here and there. They're very obvious. But as a game manager, when the line's blocking well and the off and the 
running back is doing his thing. The management aspect of the game looks pretty good. But whenever you're in a situation where you got to kind of come back and lead us to a W in that weather, it's not a good recipe. As much as people want to talk about the deflections of the passes, I mean, yes, it shouldn't happen the way that it did. But Alan Bum was, was late quite often, even on some of the grabs, right? That was some of the catches in the Bedlam game uh, that we had discussed from a film standpoint. Some of those grabs were absolutely amazing by Leon Johnson and Brennan Presley and, and even Rashad Owens to some degree in traffic when when being sandwiched, double covered, and still come, somehow catching the ball. Yeah, you could kind of call that a 50-50 situation. So previously to this game, in those scenarios, whether it be my guy versus your guy, we actually won most of those matchups, which helped Alan Bowman not only with his confidence, but statistically it helped in that department as well. This game, we didn't get that. So when your quarterback is just late, when he's waiting on windows to close before letting the ball go, and you then have inclement weather, it definitely is going to make life much more difficult, which I do think that's precisely why we saw the result that we did. So Bowman is more than adequate. He's above average. But, you know, he's not going to throw the game on his shoulders and go get crazy stuff done. It did look like that our plan didn't account for the rain whatsoever. And as soon as the rain kind of started playing a factor, we didn't know how to respond. We didn't know how to react. We didn't know what to do to kind of, you know, go to plan B. It didn't look like we had a plan B. But all things considered, after the turmoil from last season, some of the offseason, after South Alabama, after Iowa State, the fact that we were able to win over everybody again and go on this run that we were able to go on, including this big last Bedlam W. Now, I'm more worried about how we respond. I'm clearly not ecstatic. I'm not elated with how the game went. But I'm more so interested now in what our response is going to be in the games moving forward. We should have won that game. But statistically, they were number two in the conference in a lot of offensive categories. So you know they were going to be able to move the ball. Their problem was they just shot themselves in the foot when games were close. It's a different story when the game's not close. Kind of hard for them to do so when they've got a significant lead. And we're not a team that is designed to, to come back. But how we take care of business from here on out, probably a little bit more important, of course. But after, you know, a couple really rough patches there, who would have thought that we'd have gotten this far to this point? that we're still having a legitimate 9-3 and three style of conversation because after Ames, Iowa, the, the, the come-to-Jesus meetings and everything still doesn't mean it's going to actually work, but it has thus far. And before we get into that, I have to remind you that today we're brought to you by Game Time. Do not let last-minute things 
concern you as much anymore. Usually when you have to get tickets, you have to plan with months or weeks in advance and have all the preparations designed ahead of time. You don't have to do that anymore. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets to your next big event. Game time is fast and it's easy and you can go to anything from sports to music to comedy to theater with last minute killer deals and all in prices with a view from the seat and the best price guarantee, game time takes the guesswork out of you buying tickets. I really love the idea of seeing the seats beforehand because there's a lot of scalpers that kind of don't quite help you out. And you buy third party, you end up in a terrible area right in front of a massive beam. Yeah, don't do that. See the view before you buy. Buy the tickets in seconds, two taps, bada boom, bada bing, bada bang. It's all done. It's super easy. Take all the guesswork out. Download the Game Time app today. Create an account and use the code Locked On College for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Again, that is Locked On College, L O C K E D O N C O L L E G E for twenty dollars off. Go there now. Download Game Time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. So yeah, there's no, uh, there's no need. And, and hooting and hollering. This was a phenomenal turnaround from what the season looked like, right? The trajectory was not very good, much like the trajectory of last season. So, you know, give credit where credit's due. I think that's a, it's a step forward in making sure that Gundy was able to kind of dive back in and redial in to everybody in the locker room and obviously not only get a response, but get an answer, right? Call and response. And I, this time the call came from, I would say the players, the response came from the coaches. And then we rode this massive, massive tsunami wave that inevitably was bound to come down at some point in time. We have a good game-managing quarterback. We have a very good offensive line that's learned how to mesh. We've got arguably the best running back in the United States of America still. I know 25 yards doesn't look like it, right? It's nice to see Sessie get in there and, and pop off for a couple big runs. I do feel like that uh, Garrett Rangel maybe could have come in a little bit earlier in the third quarter. Not that we'd have come back and done something stupid, crazy, but I think it would have been a more of a realistic look. But Bowen was just off. He was just off from the onset of the game, as was Ollie. UCF had a very good game plan. This was their Super Bowl. And, uh, yeah, they did what, what teams can do sometimes when they are overly prepared for a specific game. Just like we got to experience the previous weekend and what was and still is a massive, massively epic bedlam. We do not control our own destiny anymore, but we still have a significant number of things that we can play for. Nine and three clearly being one of them, which means it puts you in a position to potentially get to double digit win figure which nobody saw coming after the Ames-Iowa game. Definitely I didn't. This conference is, is wild. So we could end up 9-3 and three regular season and still have a good shot 
at Arlington. Now we're waiting on some chaos, but isn't that what this conference has been the entire time anyways? The argument to have Gundy gone, I still think, you know, anyone making it had valid concerns because we should have addressed all of this last year. Didn't, right? It kind of lingered. And now, obviously, it's jumped up and bit us a little bit more than we saw coming. But we've hit the over. We're still in a decent position. Now we go to Houston. A good recruiting hotbed. A good a good time and a good area for a lot of people to get the sour taste out of their mouths. Probably we didn't have an overabundance of potential future Cowboys in attendance at, at UCF, which is okay. We got a massive commit, the one that everyone's been waiting on, and quarterback Malake Smith, which we'll, we'll cover a little bit later on this week as well. But there's still a lot out there to play for. There's still a lot out there that we're chasing. And I don't think very many of us would have anticipated this being a legitimate conversation, no matter how many wins we, we did or did not have. I always want more for O-State. I think we can produce more. Um, but I also think that when Gunny got pushed into a wall, he did, in fact, respond. Response was pretty good. This is a regroup game. If you take care of business from here on out, winning a trophy is still very achievable. I know it sounds kind of crazy, and it's weird that it's gotten to this point, but this conference is going to afford some more opportunities. And if you look from the tiebreaker perspective, the teams that are kind of uh, hunting with us We've got tiebreaker over, and we don't play Texas. And I do, I really firmly believe that Texas, I mean, you got to get lucky. You do, right? You got to get lucky. Sometimes the the ball has to bounce your way, and you have to catch a few breaks here and there to make a, a big, big national title type of run, or even to some degree a Big 12 title run, or any conference for that matter. Texas has been receiving those, right? Those little extra bounces, the, the benefits of the doubt, a call here or there, and a kind of a crunch time situation, which is beyond laughable, is it not? Because OU and Texas want to keep pretending, and they'll, they'll keep saying it to the end of the year, that you know, the refs were out to get them this whole year. But if you watch Texas games, you can see that that's not exactly uh, accurate and oh, you shouldn't have that argument either. But you know, they got to have something to cling to. That's okay. We're not going to do that right here. We're not going to sit here and talk about the refs screwed up everything. And if it weren't for the referees, we'd have won that game. Don't be like the the neighbors. All right, that's not a not a fun way to live life. It's not a good look in life either. And realistically, what this Big 12 will continue to do is cause nothing but more and more and more chaos. I'm all for it. Bring it on. But before we, uh, you know, get to the chaos section of things, you and I both know that getting caught flat-footed, no-footed, or just unstable, it's not very fun. 
When life gives you lemons, you you make lemonade, right? Well, when life gives you unexpected things that can mess with the supply chain, make sure that you have Jace Medical by your side. We we've spent a lot of time together, and you know we we get fired up and we we go through the ups and the downs, and now we have to go through some of the downs. Uh, but uh, yeah, very thankful that we all have the connection that we do. And uh, I just learned you can get a one-year supply on ED medications. You know what that means, right? It means uh, the extent of travel can be better. The next natural disaster or supply chain issue won't affect you. You are covered. And you don't have to worry about whether you have to refill the generics or not. That's what's possible right now because of our friends at Jace Medical. Go online right now to jasonmedical.com to receive your 12-month supply on your daily medication. Remember to use the promo code Locked On at checkout for the discount. If you or someone you love needs to get more peace of mind by having a year supply of their daily medications, go to jasonmedical.com to see if it's offered for you. Remember to use that pro- promo code Locked On. L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N for $20 off your first purchase. That is all one word. Jason Medical provides everything you need and they can get ongoing care from your physicians on any treatment-related questions. This is doctor-created, doctor-recommended. Get yourself hooked up today. Don't be unprepared, okay? This is precisely what you need in your life, so... Get squared away with Jason Medical. You will thank me later. I promise you that. All right. So there's still plenty, plenty to play for. And nobody likes hoping for losses, right? It would be great if you could control your own destiny all the time, but we cannot do that. That's the case for a lot of teams in the country, especially a lot of teams in the Big 12. But now we just need to wait on a little bit more chaos to happen. I think if you look at the Big 12 slate, that that is coming up. Taylor made for some chaos. Oh, you have to go to BYU? That's not an easy proposition. You know, Iowa State gets Texas at home. Everybody knows playing late in Ames, late November, late in the year, in Ames, Iowa, is not a recipe for success. So I could easily, easily see Iowa State pulling this off and getting the W over the Shorthorns in Ames, Iowa. Going to Provo, Utah is not happy. Or, or, I'm sorry, it's not a happy experience. And most players aren't happy whenever they do go there. I think Texas Tech could end up getting... A pretty solid win. And of course, we've got to take care of business against Houston. But there's still a lot of landmines out here. K-State. Can't take life easy. OU doesn't have any room for maneuverability anymore. Texas just keeps winning, right? They barely win. They should have lost to Houston. They should have lost to K-State. They should have lost plus last weekend to TCU. 
they're hanging on by a thread. But, but I do know you need that. I understand that part. You got to get lucky at times to make a, a decent bid at playing for something significant. Significant, And I know that Texas has gotten those easy bounces. They've gotten those calls that have allowed them to kind of be in the position they are in now. But uh, let me know down in the comments section. Should we have a, a little bit more of an elevated cause for concern as it pertains to the Houston game? How are you guys feeling about Texas going to Ames, Iowa? Are you feeling, are you feeling like I'm feeling? And that the Big 12 is in store for more madness, more craziness, more chaos, including an Iowa State W over the Shorthorns this weekend. Does OU get it done against BYU? Is Iowa State going to have the ability to kind of recharge some batteries? Does K-State offense prove that it's still got a lot of teeth left? We all know one thing, though. The Big 12 does afford you the ability to get beat every single week. That's what it is. Nobody's safe. One through 14, 16, 18. It's not going to change. The Big 12 still going to be this way. It's going to be worse, realistically speaking. It does make the parity better, but the cannibalization factor exists too, which, which makes life, life a little bit more precarious as you try to tiptoe through the conference and always being one of the top dogs. It should be us. Utah's going to have an argument there, but as we've seen recently, every one of these teams in the Big 12 is going to be able to put together a good starting group. And the depth side can be developed throughout the course of the season a little bit more organically than it used to be. So, you're seeing a lot change. But as far as we're setting up, we're, we're still okay. Now we need some more chaos, but that's what the Big 12 has been. It's been absolutely chaotic this entire time. So as long as the Big 12 continues to do its thing, we could still very well find ourselves squarely in this Big 12 title picture because of some of the teams that we've already beat. Uh, so, yeah. So we're going to have for this one, Raisha. You know I love you. God bless. Go Pokes. Don't worry. Don't stress. Nine and three, still good. As long as we take care of business, as long as we don't have any craziness uh, pop up and bite us in the rear end, we should be fine. All righty, y'all. Until the next one. Later, taters.